Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek, 916-633-1537. Um, Annalise is going to fuck Gavin. I'm just calling that now. It's like my shot. She's going to fuck Gavin while they're in Texas. It's just going to happen. Or they're going to get close to fucking, and then they're going to pull away. What I'm thinking is going to happen, there's only like 21% of the book left. What I'm thinking is going to happen is that Gavin and Annalise are going to get together and fuck, and Gavin's going to get Annalise pregnant. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com uh, is the email address. Uh, Ratchet Book Club is where you can find us on Twitter. And you can go to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com uh, slash single simulcast. Um, and join us there if you want to get, you know, advanced copies of the show and, and other things that I do. Uh, I tell stories on there. I make my own stories. I don't know how they turn out. I got to go look and see if anybody's left a, a comment on how it turned out, but I thought it turned out good. I thought it was interesting. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think Annalise is going to get pregnant by Gavin. I do. It's the only way I can see this happening. Uh, because I need some sort of manufactured drama to make us want to be there for part three. And it can't just be that Joe finally finds out about uh, Michaela and leaves her. Because, like I said, there's 21% left in this book. And ain't shit come to a head with nobody yet. So, that's what I'm thinking. Anyhow, let's go. Chapter 17. Annalise. Two days after I arrived in Texas, I was boarding a flight back to Portland with a check in my purse. The only reason that I hadn't deposited it was because by the time I got it, I only had two hours to get to the airport. If I had taken that chance, then I might have missed the plane and that wasn't about to happen. Happy that we had sold the house, I boarded Southwest with a smile on my face. Now all we need to do was get those divorce papers signed and me and Gavin could be done with each other for good. Yes, I chanted, still grinning until I clicked my seatbelt and glanced upward. No, this motherfucker did not, I whispered to myself as Gavin shuffled down the aisle near me. Not only was he on the same damn flight, but his seat was right next to mine. Ain't that about a fucking bitch? No, 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 I huffed, taking my seatbelt right back off. If Gavin thought I was going to sit with him the entire trip back, he was wrong as hell. Quickly signaling the flight attendant before the plane had a chance to leave the ground, I asked for a seat change, only because the plane was full. Now again, y'all, if I fuck up on this, that's because it's not me, it's the book. I'm reading exactly what the book says. And I can't, sometimes I just skip over and try and decipher what it says for y'all to make it easier for you. But I don't know. I, I asked for a seat change only because the plane was full. I'm thinking that they're saying I asked for a seat change only to find that the plane was full. So we're going to go with that. Although they weren't assigned, she would have to ask another passenger to switch with me. And yeah, that's what I thought too, that they weren't assigned seats, so you could have sat wherever you wanted. As soon as he tried to sit down, you could have ran, I mean. Is there any way I can get another seat, I asked. I'm sorry, ma'am, but the flight is booked solid, she advised. Damn it, I fumed, knowing that she would change it if she wanted to. She was just being an asshole. Is there something wrong with your seat, she asked. Her face filled with fake concern. No, nothing is wrong with my seat. I just don't want to sit next to him, I said as I rolled my eyes at Gavin. Come on, Lisey. It ain't that bad, Gavin responded with a smirk. If you don't want to talk to me, we don't have to say anything to each other at all. 
I don't want to sit next to you either, I barked. I looked up at the flight attendant with what I could only assume was disgust on my face as I asked for two shots of vodka. As the attendant turned to go get the drinks, Gavin started laughing. Damn, the flight ain't even taken off yet and you already ordered two shots. I'll need a lot more than those two shots if I gotta sit next to you for four plus hours, I retorted. Once the plane was in the air, the promise he made to not speak to me was tossed out the window. Seemed like all he wanted to do was run his fucking mouth about how sorry he was and how he didn't really want the divorce. You don't want the divorce? So you expect to sleep with me and this bitch who calls herself my sister? What kind of shit is that, Gavin? You want your cake and to eat it too? I exclaimed. No, Lisey. I just want you. I've been trying to tell you that for months. By getting that bitch pregnant? I don't think so. I heard some oohs and gas coming from the other people on the flight, so I lowered my tone. This marriage is over, Gavin. I don't want to be with you anymore. Too much shit has happened between us, and I ain't going back. Lisey, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I don't want to talk about this shit no more. Just leave me alone. If you don't want to talk about it now, then when? When can we talk about it? Because I don't want a divorce, he declared. I don't give a shit what you want at this point, Gavin, because it ain't about you. The divorce is happening, so if I were you, I'd just get ready to sign those damn papers so we can be done with this marriage and each other. I mean, at least you got what you always wanted, a baby on the way. But if I was you, I'd get that kid tested as soon as it was born because that bitch is trifling. What's that supposed to mean? You don't think the baby's mine? He asked. I don't give two fucks if the kid is yours or wheelchair willies. I'm just saying that the bitch is trifling, so I wouldn't put shit past her. Wow. Are you jealous, Lisey? He asked. Now, I knew darn well that motherfucker wasn't asking me if I was jealous because that bitch was pregnant. If I wanted kids, I would have been done had a baby. The only reason I was preventing myself from getting knocked up was that I wanted to enjoy life while we were still young. What had me feeling differently about it now was seeing another woman having my husband's child. That shit definitely made me look at things differently. Of course it fucking did. And again, this is a communication lack between you and Gavin. Because Gavin has been saying that he wanted children for a while and that it just wasn't happening. And meanwhile, you're taking steps to make sure that it's not happening instead of y'all two communicating about what's actually going on. Sure, it might have been a painful conversation, but you need to have the talk with one another about when or if you even want kids. That way, y'all can figure out where you are on each page. And he... Gavin's still a fuck-up. I can't even explain what he did. Fuck that nigga. But... Fuck that nigga. Don't butt fuck that nigga unless he's up for it. But for real, fuck that nigga. Maybe that was why Gavin and I were having problems in the first place. While he always wanted to have children, I was always against it. My selfish ways may have pushed him away, but he still could have talked to me about it before we reached this point. What? Like, you literally know. You're you're admitting to yourself that your selfish ways pushed him away. Like, you knew he wanted children. And you were always against it. There was no way that y'all were going to find a middle ground on that. There was just going to be a simmering resentment. Either way it went. Either y'all had a kid or he was going to be mad. And if y'all had a kid, then you were going to be mad. There was no other way around it. Like I said, doomed from the gate. Damn. Now that he had gotten that bitch pregnant, I didn't even know if we could ever be cool again. Yeah, maybe I did feel some kind of way, and maybe I was a little jealous. But I'd never tell him that. As a matter of fact, the more that I sat there and thought about it, the more I got pissed off behind his question. Ugh, you made me sick, I grunted with a delayed response, then popped him one upside his fucking head, hard. The fuck you do that for, he asked. Why'd you ask me such a dumb fucking question? What the fuck I got to be jealous of that bitch for? Because she's skinnier than me or because she look like a clown every time I see her ugly ass? Boy, bye. Ain't nobody jealous of that bitch, I scoffed. Now what I need you to do is leave me the fuck alone, Gavin. Please leave her the hell alone, man. The two of you are working my fucking nerves, said the dude sitting in front of us. I agree. You two need to have some good sex or something because y'all tense, said an older lady to the right of us. Ugh. 
I wish Gavin and these passengers would just shut the hell up. After a few minutes of silence, I thank God, especially when Gavin remained quiet for the rest of the flight. That allowed me to concentrate on what I would tell Dayla when I got back home when he gave me that same bullshit excuse about the power outage. Power outage, my ass, I huffed and closed my eyes until I dozed off. When I woke up, we were already landing in Portland and I anxiously got my handbag and sellout. Since I wanted to pop up on Dayla at the house, I didn't have him come get me. As far as he knew, I wasn't going to be home until the following day. You need a ride? Gavin asked as we exited the plane. No, and if I did, I wouldn't accept one from you. It was bad enough we had to fly back together. In case you haven't figured it out yet, I don't want to be around you, Gavin. Seriously, Lisey? Gavin smirked and clenched my arm. We've been together over a decade and you just want to throw it all away? Just like that? No counseling? No... No, you got a baby on the way with another woman. My so-called sister at that, Gavin. I yelled, gaining everybody's attention once again. See, I told you that fool did something bad for that chick to be acting like that. Some young girl laughed as she passed us by. You damn right he did. I answered her back, causing everybody to laugh as well. At this point, I didn't give a damn. Gavin was foul and I was done. The problem was, he wasn't getting the message. You even being here in Portland shows me you trying to be the happy little family with Zakia and y'all's kids. You probably got her a new house soon as I threw her grimy ass out. Gavin didn't even have to answer me because his fucked up expression told it all. He had been playing house that hoe the whole time and now I felt like a bigger fool than before. To save face, I dipped into the bathroom until the driver sent me a text to alert me that he was curbside. Dipping out slyly, I weed through the crowd and made it inside the town car without seeing Gavin. Taking in a deep breath as we drove from the terminal, I thought about Dalo again. To see what he was up to, I pulled up the security app in my cell to find out. Starting with the man cave, I tapped the icon pulling up the feed. Dalo was laying back on the sectional scrolling through something on his cell. From my angle, I couldn't see what he was looking at, but whatever it was... It had him smiling widely. Sneaky ass, I chanted. If that man thought he was pulling one over on me in any type of way, I was determined to find out. Even if I had to play dirty. Uh, so, Gavin, yeah, grand opening, grand closing, I guess. Like, he didn't get it. I thought he would. I don't know. They keep trying to make Annalise seem like just the innocent in this, but they had her out there with Anthony ready to risk it all. I'm not just going to forget that that happened. Like, the absence of cheating doesn't mean that there was an absence of, of wanting to cheat. That just means that there, the opportunity wasn't completely closed, wasn't completely. She didn't seal the deal, basically. She had that nigga in the pool. She was ready to get down. She was down the clown twice and it got fucked up both times because of Tommy and because of other circumstances. That's not a good thing. Now, just because she didn't cheat doesn't mean she doesn't want to cheat. I mean, there's a difference between actually following through with the cheating and wanting to cheat. But you wanting to cheat is already a slippery slope in the wrong direction. You know what I'm saying? Chapter 18. Zakia. Damn, I couldn't even make it out the door good when Berinda called my cell three times in a row. She knew that I was on my way to my ultrasound appointment, so I didn't know why she was calling me back to back like that. Is everything okay, boo? I asked, trying not to be mean since she had to watch my kids for an extra day. I felt bad, but it wasn't my fault that they rescheduled at the last minute. Yeah, I just wanted to know if they told you what she was having. I have the perfect name for a little girl, Brenda giggled. For one... My appointment ain't for another 20 minutes. And two, didn't I just let you name Day Linda? I teased as I hopped in the car and sped off to the clinic. Oh shit, I totally forgot. I was mixing up the time with the appointment you had scheduled yesterday. Yeah, that was messed up, I acknowledge. I'm about to be there in a few minutes. I'll call you as soon as I come out. Sure you will. I know you're going to call Gavin first and brag, Brenda teased. He ain't back yet? No. He's supposed to be back sometime today, but I'm not sure when. I've been so busy trying to convert the garage into a salon that I haven't had a chance to miss him yet. It's only been a couple days, girl. You right, she said. Call me as soon as you get out of there, Zakia. 
I will, I promised. Arriving there 10 minutes later, I parked and went inside to check in. Thankfully, they called me back almost as soon as I sat down. Anxious to find out what I was having, I hopped on the table with a big smile and drew my maternity jeans down below my baby bump. As the technician rolled the wand over my belly, I began asking her about the sex of the child. Let me take all the measurements first, then we'll take a look, she said with a forced smile. Maybe this bitch woke up on the wrong side of the bed or something. She was acting borderline rude. Ignoring her as best as I could, I waited patiently for her to give me the news that I was waiting for. Well, you see this right here, she asked, pointing to the monitor. That says you're having a little boy. Excitement filled my heart when she told me that shit. Gavin's first baby was going to be a boy, and I knew he would be happier than I was at the moment, and I was still bawling my eyes out. Sadly, those tears of joy turned to tears of sorrow when this bitch gave me a new due date. She had to be fucking kidding me. Do you recall when your last menstrual cycle was? The technician questioned. That's the problem. I was on the shot, so my period was irregular. Just a second, she smiled, wiped my belly, and then left the room. That was the longest ten minutes of my life. When the technician walked in with the doctor in tow, my eyes widened as he read my chart. I stayed quiet until he finished. I see the problem. You had an ultrasound early in your pregnancy. Sometimes the calculations are off a bit. This time, it's off by four weeks or so, the doctor explains the tears flow freely. But how can that be? I asked, even though he had just explained. I couldn't believe what the doctor was saying to me. Do you need me to explain again? The doctor asked. I shook my head no, because now the two of them were looking at me like I was dumb or something. Just me jumping in real quick. They actually use an ableist slur right there. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that shit. You ought to be ashamed of yourself for using that in 2021. I mean, I know you're trying to be ratchet and all, but you can be ratchet and righteous. That shit sound bad as fuck. That shit sound like a Christian book series. Ratchet and righteous. Reading Christian books with a hood lifestyle perspective. Anyhow, yeah, I don't, I don't, nah, nah, fuck y'all. Fuck that. Is there anything I could do for you? Would you like me to call someone for you? The technician offered once the doctor left the room. She probably felt sorry for me, but not as sorry as I felt for myself. No matter how I added things up, this baby was conceived before I even met Gavin. That meant I was having another baby by Daylo. Responding with an affirmative nod, I was too distraught to push a word out. I jumped off the exam table and rushed out the office. Oh, hell no! I cried loudly once I got in the privacy of my car. He's fucking my sister! He's never going to have a job. He's never going to respect me. And he's never going to stay out of fucking jail. Finding myself in a fucked up situation once again didn't make me want to lie to anyone. I just need some time to sort things out. I'm just going to get the salon up and running within a month and get myself together financially. And then I'll tell Gavin, I thought out loud. Convincing him that the baby I was carrying was his was wrong as hell and I didn't plan on doing it long. Still, the whole thing bothered me and now I had a big ass headache. What am I going to do? I continued to cry until I reached the house. Thankfully, Gavin wasn't home yet and that gave me time to shower and clear my head. If only it was that simple. When I got out and changed clothes, I felt even worse once I looked down and saw how much my stomach had grown. Feeling like I was about to lose it, I dialed up Berenda. Boy or girl? She screamed anxiously. Boy, I answered, trying to sound happy. Unsure if I should spill the beans just yet, I held back for the moment. Yeah, girl, another hard-headed boy. Hush, because Deshaun is smart as hell and a little gentleman when he wants to be. Nah, that's just him trying to be charming like his damn daddy. I laughed and cried at the same time. Wiping my eyes with my shirt, I listened as my Bluetooth headset chirped loudly in my ear. That meant it was about to die. Girl, let me call you when I charge my headset. I'll be there to get the kids tonight. Okay, cool. I'm going to feed them, have them bathing in their pajamas so you ain't got to do shit. Damn, boo. You are the best friend a person could have. You just don't know how much you mean to me right now, girl. I sniffle, ready to break down again. Till the wheels fall off.
Then we're going to pick that bad boy up and carry it, Brenda said, finishing up our little saying. I'll see you later. Just as we hung up, I heard a car pull up. Instantly going into a panic, I ran to the kitchen and started getting stuff out the cabinet and fridge to cook. Rushing too fast for myself, the shit I pulled out didn't even go together. I didn't even notice until Gavin walked into the house to come and find me. Hey, baby, he greeted. What you in here doing? Hey, babe, I was just getting ready to cook. Oh, for real? What you about to make with ham, pickles, fish, chili beans, and okra? He asked with an amused look on his face. What? I asked as I glanced at the contents I had spread on the counter. He was right to question me because this combination didn't make a lick of sense. The only thing I could make with these ingredients was pig slop. Ugh, I'm tripping, I giggled and hugged him. How did your trip go? Well, we sold the house and I got the check, he bragged and kissed my lips and then rubbed my stomach. Now stop acting like you didn't find out what we having. You ain't gonna tell me? His gentle touch made my body tingle and my eyes water. I thought you forgot. Now the tears were flowing heavily. I had to force out some laughs to make Gavin think they were tears of joy. Only me, the technician, the doctor, and God himself knew they were really warm drops of sadness and disappointment. I was still struggling at the thought of being pregnant by Dalo again. Like I hadn't learned my lesson the first two times. Oh shit. You're crying. We must be having a boy, he cheered and did his little happy dance. Gavin was happier than I ever thought he would be, and that only made me feel like a bigger pile of shit. There he was, jumping for joy over something that had nothing to do with him, and I couldn't even bring myself to tell him the truth. How could I tell him that this baby wasn't his? How could I look in his happy face and tell him that he wasn't going to be a father? Yes, yes, another boy, I smiled and swiped in my guilty tears. We need to celebrate. Really? I don't know if I'm up for a celebration, babe. I tried to back out. What? I'm going to be a father and the baby's a boy. That's a cause for celebration, he said happily. But first, I need to shower and change into comfortable clothes, Gavin said excitedly. Where are the kids? With Brenda, and I have to go get them, I told him while I thought about running to the door right then. Right now? He huffed and then shrugged with a smile. Fuck it. Go get them. We can all go out and celebrate together. After pecking my lips again, Gavin turned to leave the kitchen. Before he could make it out, he came back over to me and held me. You know I love you, right? He asked, making me cry all over again. Yeah, Gavin, I know. I love you too, I confess. I just wanted to remind you since you say I don't say it enough. He laughed and then released me and went about his business. That was it. I couldn't hide this from Gavin. He was too good of a man for me to continue lying to him. Besides, it wasn't like I could hide it once a baby was born. As strong as Dalo's genes were, I already knew that this little boy that I was carrying was about to look just like his real daddy. The fuck am I going to do? I whispered hysterically. Snatching up my keys, I shot out the door and headed over to Brenda's earlier than I said. She wasn't expecting me when I started banging on her door and opened it with her damn gun. What the fuck, Zakia? Why are you beating on my damn door like that? I thought she was one of these fucking crackheads that just moved into our neighborhood. Crackheads move in the neighborhoods? I didn't I didn't know that. Crackheads move in the na- what 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 kind of moving service do they use? You meth? Like what? Crackheads move in the neighborhoods? Why do they do that? Crackhead Did they or did they rent rent the house or are they leasing it? I need to know these things because a crackhead moved into the neighborhood. I need to know for future reference how a crackhead moves into a neighborhood. Anyhow. Girl, it's just me, I said, bursting out in tears again as I brushed past her. After Brenda closed the door behind me, she put the gun in the lockbox and placed it on top of her china cabinet. When she turned around to me, she gave me a funny look. Girl, what's wrong now? What happened? She asked, rushing over to give me a hug. You okay? The baby okay? Yeah, I admitted as I sniffled. The baby's okay, but I'm not. Why? What's wrong, Zakia? I can't. I can't. I can't. I cried and broke all the way down. Don't do that shit. Tell me what's wrong, Zakia. You scaring me. 
Brenda yelled, now crying right along with me. Tell me what the hell's going on. I can't. I hollered and fell onto the floor. Damn, did somebody die? Brenda cried. What is it, Zakia? Tell me, what is it? All of a sudden, the kids came bursting out the room. I guess they had heard the commotion in the front room. Spotting me on the floor crying, Deshaun immediately ran over to me. Why are you crying, Mama? He asked as he stared at me with worry. Mama's okay, baby. I lied as I quickly brushed away my tears. Daylinda walked over to me and hugged me tightly. That made me want to cry harder, but I kept it together in front of my children. I got up from the floor and tried to put on a brave front. Won't you guys go play in the room for a little while? Nanny will come get you in a few minutes. Your mommy's okay, Brenda said. Mommy, you okay? Deshaun checked. Yeah, baby, mommy's okay. You two go play and we'll be ready to go in a little bit. They ran off to play while Brenda continued to question me about what was wrong. My baby? What about the baby? I thought you said he was okay, she asked, looking confused. What's wrong with the baby? The, the, the baby, the baby daddy, I screamed and stared into her face. The baby daddy. Gavin? Oh, Lord, what the fuck did he do now? Do I need to put on my combat boots to go kick his ass? No. Then tell me what the hell's going on, she asked again. My baby daddy. What did Gavin do? Not Gavin. What the hell you mean, not Gavin? Brenda questioned in an elevated tone. Gavin is not my baby daddy. Girl, quit playing. What you mean? I mean, I went to get the ultrasound today and they told me I was further along than they told me I was before. A whole month further. I didn't even know Gavin then, Brenda. I yelled, crying even harder. He ain't the daddy. Well, fuck me, she gasped and shook her head. You know I'm against abortion, boo, but this is one of them times. Is it too late for you to get one? Yes, it's way too late. I'm too far along, I revealed as I sprawled out on the sofa and clutched the pillow. What the hell am I going to do? Run off, have it, give it up for adoption, and come back and tell everybody you lost it, Brenda said like she had that shit thought out and rehearsed. Bitch, I wish it was that easy. Nah, I gotta tell Gavin. What about Dalo? That was a damn good question, and right then, I didn't even want to think about the answer. Dalo was the least of my worries right now. At least for the moment, anyway. I don't know why I'm shocked that the baby ain't his. I mean, they've literally been foreshadowing it for the entire fucking book. For no reason at all, Michaela was like, she should get checked. Like, he should get a DNA test on her. Michaela don't even know the girl. And then Annalise said it. And then Dalo thought it. And so everybody's thinking this shit. And it's just like, man. Okay, cool. So y'all y'all just been writing this up the whole time. That's cool. Shade ain't no fucking old thought next door. That's for damn sure. I'm starting to get kind of disappointed in this. Chapter 19, Dalo. Annalise must have thought she was slick as fuck sneaking up on me the way that she did. She must have forgotten all about her alerts on her Alexa app that popped up on the screen of her Echo Show at the house. It told me all her flight information and when she got back to Portland, the ring doorbell let me exactly know when the Uber pulled into the driveway. Instead of rushing to the door to greet her, I waited for her to come find me. That way I could surprise her with her gifts and the flowers I got her. Boy, was I dumb for thinking it was going to be that easy. Annalise came in with a straight, nasty attitude. She didn't give a fuck about no gifts or nothing I had to say. All she wanted to know was why I lied to her about there being a power outage. Seriously, Lisey? Yes, Dalo. Seriously. When I told you there was a power outage, I didn't mean the whole damn neighborhood, Lisey. I meant here on the property. What? How did that happen? I was fucking around in the pool house and shit, hooking up the speaker to see if they still worked, and I must have shorted something out or some shit. When I finally found the breaker box after looking for that motherfucker for an hour, I saw that the main switch was tripped. I switched it back on, and it was all good. I don't know why you even tripping behind that shit. I could have sworn that we said we trusted each other. I shot in all one breath. Nah, I trust you. 
Then why'd you call PG&E? I pressed to see her squirm. Nah, don't tell me. Your homegirl convinced you into doing that dumb shit, huh? How'd you know? Because I know chicks like that. Shit ain't going right in their own lives, so they don't want nobody else around them happy. Damn, you're right, but Michaela's my girl. But she's going through something right now, huh? Yeah, she is. But, but hell, I told you, Lisey. Don't listen to the noise when the music is much louder, I whispered as I turned on my charm. It worked every time. After I kissed her lips and her ass, gave her the gifts I had for her, and then put it down on her really good for a half hour, she wasn't nothing but a big old marshmallow. Melted right into my damn arms. Releasing her from my hold as soon as I heard her snoring, I got up, showered, and got dressed. When I grabbed my keys, Annalise started squirming. Where are you going? To get this dough on the other side of town. Give me a couple hours and I'll be right back, baby, I said, kissing her one last time. What are you about to do? I was about to go deposit this check from the sale of the house in Texas. See? That's what's up, baby. I cheered. Yeah, it is, but I'm not going to the bank today. Not after you put it on me the way that you did. I'm about to shower and take my ass to sleep, she giggled and walked out of the man cave with me. After we parted ways, she went to her bedroom and I shot out the door. Rushing out to Clackamas, I handled my business and then took back to the streets to waste some time. I wonder where this bitch moved to, I whispered as I headed up MLK. I bet Brenda knows, but her ass ain't gonna give up no damn info. She be tripping like a motherfucker, like Zakia is some damn celebrity or some shit and she her security. Yeah, I was talking to myself and a good thing I did because I taught my baby mama right on up. As soon as I got to Berinda's complex, I saw Zakia walking out by herself. I assumed that she was dropping the kids off because she didn't have them with her. Pulling up on her, I blocked her path and got out. What's up? Not you, she snapped and sniffled like she had been crying. Now get out of my fucking way. Nah, what's up? Why are you crying and shit? The kids okay? I asked, truly becoming concerned. The kids are fine. I'm fine. Life is great. Now move, she fussed and started to cry even harder. As well as I knew Zakia, she wouldn't be crying like this unless something serious was going on. If it wasn't the kids, what the fuck was it? Please don't tell me you flipping out and crying like this behind that square-ass nigga Gavin, I frowned. That nigga leave you? No, it's not about Gavin, and no, he didn't leave me. You would just love that shit, though, wouldn't you? She said, bucking up in my face. Pregnant or not, this bitch was pushing it, and I wasn't about to play with her. If she put her hands on me, she was about to get a rude-ass wake-up call. Pop! Zakia tried it, but when she did, she didn't expect me to pop her ass back. She hit the ground and I tried to help her up, but she wouldn't let me touch her. Shit, I didn't mean to do it that hard, but she had it coming. You motherfucker, she yelled, swinging wildly at me. Trying to back her up off me, I blocked her blows and grabbed at her arms. It was all fucked up and before I knew it, Brenda was outside with her guns and the police siren was getting closer. Don't fucking move, she threatened with her aim on me. You gonna draw down on me like that with our kids in your damn house, Brenda? I snapped. You gonna beat your baby mama like that with your kids inside, fool? She hissed and lowered her weapon as soon as the first cop car arrived on the scene. Way too late for me to even think about running. Arrest him! He hit me! Zakia screamed hysterically and then it was on. Slammed to the concrete with a knee in my back, I was cuffed like a wild animal and taken downtown. I knew that I could probably beat the restraining order violation, but the domestic violence charge was going to be a problem. The only person I can call to get me out of this shit was Annalise. Luckily, she answered on my first try and said she would bail me out. That was if she didn't get there and find out what I was locked up for. If she discovered it was all behind Zakia, there was a damn good chance she would leave my black ass right there in that cell to rot. I prayed that wasn't going to be the case. Now, if God listened, things would be all good. Yep, that nigga a punk-ass nigga, too. I don't like when people... I don't, I don't like domestic violence, and I don't like cheating. Those are the two things. Yeah, I grew up with some shit in my life. No, I'm not going to get into it. Bottom line is, I don't like either one of them. Nobody should. The shit ain't cool.
Chapter 20. Gavin. When Zakia came back to the house without the kids, I got concerned. That was her sole purpose of going over there in the first place. What happened? Where are the kids? I asked. When she finally turned to look at me, I saw that one side of her face was swollen. Her eye even appeared to be black. The first thing that came to my mind was that she was fighting with Annalise. Please don't tell me that you went over to Annalise's house again, Zakia, I asked. First of all, that's my daddy's house, not hers. Well, your daddy's gone. And the paperwork says the house is hers. So please tell me that you didn't go over there to fight with Annalise again. <sighs> there she went with that crying. She couldn't even answer my damn question. All these emotional fits she had been throwing was getting on my damn nerves. She couldn't even act right long enough to celebrate our good news. Sakia, did you go over there? I repeated. No, I didn't. Then who the hell were you fighting with? Please tell me not Berinda. Are you kidding? Me and Berinda would never get in a fight. Then who did this to you? Dalo did it. Dalo? I knew I misunderstood her. Yeah, and now he's locked up again. She don't have to go after him, she informed me. I'm okay and the baby's okay. Where the hell you see him at? I snapped. You couldn't wait for me to go out of town so you could creep with that nigga. What the fuck are we doing, Zakia? Because I ain't about to be playing house with you while you still fucking with that fool. And he put hands on you while you carrying my kid? What kind of shit is that? I hope they put that motherfucker under the jail. I should go downtown right now and... Please, Gavin. I told you he's already locked up and the baby is fine. Let it be, Zakia yelled and slung her handbag onto the sofa. She threw it so hard before stomping off that it bounced off and tipped over, sending all the contents to the floor. Zakia obviously didn't see what she had done, and instead of saying something, I just went and started picking shit up. Before I could touch the bunch of folded up paperwork, she came flying out the back and snatched it from me. What in the hell's in there that you don't want me to see? I frowned with an attitude. Some documents that Brenda gave me to mail. They're personal and I'm sure she don't want you snooping. She barked as she moved me out the way and picked up the rest of her things. I'll take them to the post office in the morning. Getting the funny feeling as the kid was lying. I took a mental note to look at those papers later. Right then, I wanted to go to the room and check on her. You sure you okay? I asked as the kid laid on the bed. Yeah, it's just been a long day. I'm tired. Going to the bathroom, I drew her a bubble bath and went to help her undress. Come on, baby. Taking my time, I nurtured Zakia and took care of her every need. After I washed her up and loved her down, she had a new attitude. She even went to the kitchen and cooked herself some T-bone steaks and a couple of loaded baked potatoes with a tossed salad on the side. It only took her 20 minutes to prepare it all and it was bomb. That's some motherfucking bullshit. Whew. So, baked potatoes, eh, loaded, eh, 20 minutes, mm, okay, so, hmm, and then, there ain't no way you microwaving it, well, they might be, she is, hood. this is an urban fiction, but then also, they black, so I know they cooked a steak well done, that shit is probably wrong, but I'm not wrong, black folks, don't cook your steaks well done. Break the cycle. Okay? Medium rare. Medium. That's it. Okay? Try medium and then work your way backwards. Anyways, ain't no way she made anything but a tossed salad within 20 minutes. I don't give a fuck what you say. And if the microwave was there, I don't care. Microwave and baked potatoes. What the fuck is wrong with America? That's what's wrong with us right now. That's why y'all motherfuckers voted for Trump that first time around. Stupid motherfuckers. Eating microwave baked potatoes. The fuck is next? Microwave macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of my face. Anyways. It only took her 20 minutes to prepare it all. And it was the bomb. Man. Good food and good sex only led to one thing. A great night's sleep. Waking up bright and early the next morning. I slipped out of bed and went into the den to get on the computer. As I sat at the desk and powered on the laptop. I got angry all over again. That motherfucker Dalo had his hands on my pregnant girl. That shit wasn't about to fly with me. Using the information from the background check that I did on him after our first encounter, I looked up his charges. Yes! 
Dalo had enough charges pending to keep him locked up for a nice long period, and if I had any say in it, it'll be even longer. Next, I hopped on the phone and used the connections that a colleague gave me in Houston. It paid off, too. I got Dalo's court date, and I wasn't about to miss it. He was about to get served. A sentence. Fuck you. Fuck that. Fuck that whole sentence. Like, for real. Fuck you. Oh, my God. You got served. A sentence. If a judge ever said that shit in their courtroom, I would boo. I would. You just got served. 25 to life. Bitch, sit down. Boo. Like, that would be me. Feeling good, I went and woke Zakia up with some oral. Had her squirming, hollering, and smiling all at once. Damn, baby, what did I do to deserve that? She crooned and held onto her pillow. You're having not only my first child, but my son. I boasted proudly, but for some reason her face dropped. It gave me the weirdest feeling, almost like I was missing something. What's wrong now, baby? I questioned and went on with pampering again. That shit was exhausting, and I couldn't wait for her to give birth to our son so I wouldn't have to deal with all the mood swings. I'm just tired, Gavin. I'm sorry if I'm being a bitch, but I can't help it, she whined. You probably need to get some fresh air. Why don't you go shower and get dressed and let me take you out to breakfast, I suggested as I got up and went to the closet. I'll meet you in the living room. I have some things to wrap up on the computer. Leaving Zakia B, I went into the den and finished up the work that I didn't do the night before. I had to get certified to practice law in the state of Oregon and only had a couple more things to complete. When I got done, I closed my computer and went into the bedroom to check on Zakia. She was still in the shower and I was starving, so I headed to the kitchen to get a snack. Grabbing a granola bar, I unwrapped it, took one bite and tossed it in the trash. Damn, I huffed as I knocked the whole lid clean off the can. As I picked it up and got ready to put it back on, I saw the same bunch of yellow papers as Zakia said she had to mail for Brenda. Nosily picking that shit up, I opened the stack and read the top sheet. This is from her ultrasound appointment, I chanted as I took a look at the pictures. As my eyes stared at the baby pictures, my heart swelled. Why'd she throw that shit in the trash? She didn't even show it to me. I read over the picture from top to bottom. That was when my eyes settled on the expected due date. My fucking eyes nearly popped out of their sockets. Literally. Standing there calculating and contemplating for the next five minutes, I suddenly understood just why Zakia didn't want me to see these papers or the fucking ultrasound. How long was she planning to hide that shit from me? Till the birth? I mean, if she was trying to hide it from me, she didn't hide it very well. I mean, why the fuck would she just throw it in the kitchen trash can? Like, she literally snatched it up from you and ran like it was fucking life sentence questionnaire paperwork and just throw it in the trash. That's just stupid. This whole thing is... That sneaky ass bitch, I fussed as I clenched the documents tightly in my hand. I can't believe she did this shit. My eyes were filled with fury with the glory of the Lord. My eyes were filled with fury as I thought about how that motherfucker had been deceiving me all this damn time. Not only was cheating on my wife with Zakia, but I wound up accepting the divorce on the notion that she was having my baby. Damn, she had played me for a fool because she was doing to me what I was doing to my wife. Man, was I an idiot. Rushing into the bedroom to flip the fuck out, I found Zakia butt naked drying off with a towel. She hurried up and covered her stomach. The fuck you hiding it for, Zakia? I snapped. Why the fuck you cussing at me like that? She cried. Don't fucking cry now. I'm the motherfucking you've been playing this whole time. I'm the one who should be crying, Zakia. What are you talking about, Gavin? She asked her bottom lip triple and she had every reason to be scared because after I was done with her ass, she was going to regret lying to me like that. Oh, you, you going to put hands on her too, Gavin? Is, is that what we doing now? What the fuck is this shit? I yelled as I shoved the documents in her face. What? She asked innocently. So you going to tell me you don't know what the fuck this shit is? I gritted as I opened the papers for her to see exactly what I saw. Her eyes opened wide as fuck as she started to explain. I'm sorry. Sorry? You're sorry? The whole time I thought we were building something, but you was lying. I just found out today. I swear she pleaded. 
I was going to tell you, but I just didn't know how to get the words out. So this baby that I've been celebrating and preparing for is not my baby? I shouted with tears coming down my face. I didn't care if that shit made me look weak or not. My fucking feelings were hurt. What the fuck did she expect me to do? I really thought it was. It's not my baby, I repeated with spit flying from my mouth. The anger inside me rose so quickly that I had no control over myself. Before I knew it, I had Zakiya on the floor choking her out. I tried my best to stop myself, but I couldn't. Good lord, I couldn't. What the fuck? <sighs> Last chapter of the book. I'm just going to close it out. Fuck this shit. Chapter 21. Michaela. Bitch, you fell for that shit? Oh, and by the way, as you can fucking tell, we're going to have a book three of this shit. Because obviously, they ain't solved jack shit yet from even the first goddamn book. Nothing. Chapter 21. Michaela. Bitch, you fell for that shit? I clowned Annalise for being too soft. She just let that nigga tell her anything was back to fucking him again. See, that was just how I got caught up, but no more. Like you ain't done that shit before, Annalise shot back. You fucked with Tommy for months before you realized it wasn't a good idea. Don't be trying to judge me when you ain't got room to talk. By the way, how is your little boy toy? Sis, I love you, but don't make me tell you some shit you're going to be mad at me for. Like what? I'm just saying we're in the same damn boat. You can't fault me for shit to do with Dalo after all the times you forgave Tommy's ass. You were so right and both of them ain't shit, I replied. You were so right and while we talking about stupid shit these niggas do, Dalo got locked up. He got locked up? For what? When he left here last night, he called me a few hours later asked me to come get him out. Please don't tell me your ass went and busted him out, Lisey, I hollered. It's too early in the morning for this bullshit. That's just it. I went down there to try and bail him out, but there was no bell set yet. What were his charges? I'm not sure, but when I talked to him, he told me he was going to the other side of town to handle some business. So I'm assuming he got caught up. I'm not going to worry about it, though, because either way, I'm going to be good. I know you are, Lisey, and I wouldn't be worried about his ass either, but tell Dalo if he sees Tommy up in that motherfucker, tell him I said not to drop the soap, I clown with a laugh. Now, you know we in two different states, right? She clowned and she busted out laughing. It was a joke, silly, I said. Sometimes Annalise could be so damn corny. I'm just messing with you, sis, but seriously, Tommy's still in jail? Yep, he sure is, and I pray he stays in there long enough to learn his damn lesson and leave me the hell alone, because I ain't about to keep playing with him, I complained. I know you ain't, Michaela, but you better watch your back when they do let him out, because you know he coming for you. Let him. I'll be ready for his ass. I already got it planned out. I'm going to hit him with my taser, and then when he's down, I'm going to beat his ass with my bat while I'm waiting for the ambulance and the cops to come and get him for the last time. I laughed. I'm so serious, Lisey. You were so right when you said Tommy was crazy, but he's going to see he ain't the only crazy one. Shit, two could play that fucking game. <laughs> Glad I ain't got to worry about that shit, Annalise laughed. You never know, Lisey. Dela could be just as crazy, so please be careful, sis. These young niggas like to play games, and yours already got that wild-ass sister of yours. Don't be calling that bitch my sister. She ain't shit to me, Annalise huffed. Okay. Just be careful. You too, sis, she replied and asked me if I had spoken to Joe about Tommy yet. Why would she still bug me about confessing that shit to my husband? Ugh. Hell no. Didn't I tell you I wasn't talking to Joe about that boy? You trying to get me divorced? No, sis, never that. I just want you to tell him before he hears it from somebody else, she advised, sound like a broke fucking record. You and I both know that Tommy's been threatening to come clean to Joe. I just think you should cut him off at the path. I ain't telling my husband shit. I said it before and I'm saying it again, I retorted. Something is definitely wrong with you if you think I'm copping to that shit. I'm not trying to start a fight with you, sis. Believe me when I say that I'm just looking out for you and the kids, and I'm sorry if I upset you. 
I said what I said, and I'm done with this conversation. Let's not talk about that shit no more, because it's starting to make me feel some kind of way. Like, seriously, I huffed. Okay. Oh, let me call you back. Joe's beeping my other line, I lied. Okay, sis, call me later. I will. Ending my call, I huffed heavily and rolled my eyes. As much as I loved Annalise, sometimes her unwanted advice got on my last damn nerve. How dare she try to advise me on what to do with my damn man when she didn't even have one anymore. Like, where the fuck was her husband? Her marriage had gone straight to shit probably because she didn't listen to Gavin and understand his need for her to shut the fuck up sometimes. Annalise was the type who thought she knew better than you all the time. That was the one thing I didn't like about my bestie. I've been married to Joe for the past 12 years, so if anyone knew how to make and keep my man happy, it was me. Taking advice from her was not an option. In the middle of my mental rant, my phone started ringing. While I debated on answering it, I stared at the screen. It was an unknown number, so I decided not to slide the green icon over. 9 out of 10, it was nothing but bullshit and I wasn't interested in the damn thing they were selling. Whoever it was hung up and called right back three more times before they decided to finally leave a voicemail. As soon as I listened to the message, my entire heart plummeted to my feet. Trying several times to call the number back, I got no answer. Now I was feeling anxious and nervous as I immediately grabbed my keys and purse. Rushing outside, I hopped in my Escalade and tried the number several more times and didn't get a response. I called Joe's phone, but he didn't answer either. Then I called his secretary. Joe Anderson's office? Pamela. It's Michaela. Is Joe in? Yes, Mr. Anderson is in, Miss Anderson, but he's in a meeting. Okay, I'm on my way there. Can you let him know that for me, please? Sure, I will. Is Joe Anderson in? I heard the familiar voice ask in the background. I'm sorry, but he's in a meeting. He should be done shortly, Pamela informed him and asked him if he had an appointment. Nah, but he'll want to speak to me. I have some information that's very valuable to him. Pamela, you can't let my husband see that man, I cried on the other end of the phone. I'm sorry, Miss Anderson, what was that? Pamela asked while she held two conversations at once. Oh, Mr. Anderson just came out of his office. Give me a minute. No, wait, Pamela. I could hear her talking to Joe, but the conversation was muffled. Pamela, Pamela. I was screaming in my car like a damn fool, but she couldn't hear me. My heart was beating so fast at this point, I felt like I was having a heart attack. Miss Anderson, are you still there? Yes. You can't let that man go into my husband's office, Pamela. I repeated as tears began to stream from my eyes. I'm sorry, Miss Anderson, but he just went in with Mr. Anderson, I gasped. I'm so sorry, but I couldn't stop him. I did tell your husband to show your way, though. Oh, my God, I cried. Oh, my God. I ended the call and hit the gas pedal. It was at least 10 minutes from my husband's office, but I needed to get there as soon as possible. <laughs> I prayed all the way there, but when I arrived, I realized all the praying in the world wasn't going to help me out of this shit. Still desperate to try, I darted past Pamela's desk and straight into my husband's office only to find him and Tommy standing there, face to face. From the expression my husband was wearing, I knew that Tommy had made good on his threat and told my husband everything. Meanwhile, this young ass fool was wearing a huge smile on his face. All I wanted to do was slap it off while I cried my ass off. I told him everything. Tommy confessed nonchalantly as if he was proud of himself for ruining my marriage. The nerve of him. Michaela, is what he told me true? Joe asked. I could hear the hurt in his voice. What, what did he tell you? I stuttered nervously. I told him that we've been sleeping together for the past seven months and that I asked you to marry me, Tommy said smugly. Michaela, Joe said. Bringing my hand all the way back, I swung it for a full force and slapped the hell out of Tommy's ass. I hit him so hard it caused him to stagger a little. What did he expect after what he did? He inflicted so much pain on me and my family that it was only right that he felt some too. Get the fuck out, I told Tommy as I walked over to the door and opened it. It's cool, 
I did what I came here to do. He turned on his heels and walked over to the door like he didn't just wreck my fucking marriage. I still love you, Michaela. Fuck you, Tommy, I said through clenched teeth. In that moment, I wished I had listened to Annalise. I would have never wanted Joe to find out like this. After Tommy left, my body trembled with fear and I was actually scared to face my husband. I didn't want to look into his eyes and see all the pain I inflicted on him. Michaela, Joe yelled. Is what that boy said true? Have you been fucking him? Joe, let me explain. Holding his hand in the air to shut me up, he shot me to look at death. It was so intense I stood frozen in place. I couldn't move if I wanted to when I knew I was cold busted. But what could I do? Better yet, where could I run? Fucking Tommy. To be continued. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Can you? I can. You're goddamn right. My wife is giving me to look like stop playing Michael Jackson in the house right now. I'm so fucking happy. I am so fucking happy. And you know what? Fine. I'll stop playing Michael Jackson. I'm sorry, what, baby? Yeah, there's going to be a third book. It's to be continued, but at least now she's got caught. That's all I wanted. I don't care what happens in the third book. I don't. I just fucking hated Michaela so goddamn much. And she's still blaming Tommy. At least Tommy was honest through this whole thing. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. He told her in the first book that I'm going to tell your husband about us unless you tell your husband about us. He even, the nigga, look, for what it's worth, nigga got guts. He told Joe, yeah, I've been fucking you, your wife for the last seven months and I asked her to marry me. He didn't lie. He didn't pull no punches. He didn't do nothing. Who ruined her marriage? It wasn't him. It was her. She made those decisions. She made those choices. And when it's all said and done... Nigga, I, I hope they marriage falls so far apart that it can never be repaired. I just want her to live just miserable. I want her to lose everything. I hope the whole last book is about her being homeless. I really don't like cheaters, and I really don't like cheaters who don't want to acknowledge their own fault in the situation. And I don't like Michaela, so this shit is greatness. This shit is absolutely wonderful. I'm just saying. Sometimes you meet a bitch. Michaela was that bitch. So I don't feel bad about her getting out. I don't feel bad about it at all. Fuck that nigga. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. <sighs> so there's another book. Obviously. They did it to me again. But at least this time I'm going to give them five stars. They wrapped it up with her ass getting, getting found out. I appreciate that shit. 
up top, ladies. You did that shit. Other than that, not so much. <sighs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, the next book will be starting soon. If you follow us on Patreon, which I appreciate, then you're getting these episodes like now three days earlier than anyone else. And it's going to get even worse because I'm reading this book. I'm running through this quickly and I'm enjoying it. But yep, thank y'all so much for listening. Y'all have a wonderful day. I'm going to sleep like a baby. Y'all be good. Peace. Intro and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan, and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my now, did you say?